I'll read the text and you can be seated. I sure, I sure thank God. He knows how service needs to go and I feel like everything just kind of uh, brought our hearts and minds together for the uh, the truth that he wants me to share this morning. And, and uh, I just got on my heart, Jesus, amen, Jesus, sweetest name I know, fills my ever long and keeps me singing as I go. John chapter number one, we'll read verses one through verse 14. John chapter number one, verse one through 14. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, the same as in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man <laughs> sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, Verse 8, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He, that is that light, the Son of God, Jesus, was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He, that is Jesus, came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many, as received him, that is Jesus, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, the name of Jesus, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, capital W, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You may be seated. Father, we pray you'd help us to preach today and to magnify your word and to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost that souls may be stirred, sinners may be saved. Jesus, that you be exalted. We love you and grateful for the message, Lord, that you've gave us on the characters of Christmas. And we pray, God, that right now this morning you'd help us uh, Lord, to zero in on you today, we love you in Jesus' name we pray, amen. We've already, by the grace of God, looked at uh, uh, Mary, the favored one. We've looked at Joseph, the faithful one. Uh, we've mentioned briefly the shepherds, the following one. But if the Lord would help me for just a little while this morning, I want to preach on the forever one. <laughs> We can't, nobody can take that title but Jesus, amen. Jesus, amen, the forever one. One thing for sure, that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, when he was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger, that was not his beginning, amen. His incarnation was not when he started. Thank God. How the Bible says in verse 1, how that's when he started. You see, there was no start. <laughs> Amen. But in verse 1, we find out how when he started creating, amen, he went to nowhere because there's nowhere to go. He came from nowhere because there's nowhere to come from. He stepped out on nothing, took nothing, and made everything. I'm talking about the word that was made flesh 
Amen. In this time of year, we zero in on that birth and we talk about that birth. But again, that was not his beginning. You remember when that religious crowd came to Jesus. He's about in John chapter 8. And that crowd came to him and they were stirred up at him. They were anticipating. Is he going to show his face? Is he going to show up? He's already proclaimed that if anybody thirsted, let them come to him and drink. He's already tried to say that if they would destroy that temple, he'd raise it up in three days. And they were stirred up thinking it was the physical temple and he was trying to show them that it was his body, the literal temple. Uh, they're stirred, uh, uh, brother, and, and then they wanted to take stones and, and stone him because he said, uh, before Abraham was, I am. And he said, Abraham uh, uh, rejoiced to see me that day, and he saw it. Oh, I'm so glad uh, Jesus identified himself uh, as the I am that spoke to Moses. He identified himself, uh, amen, as the lamb uh, that took Isaac's place uh, on Mount Moriah. Amen. He, they thank God. There's no wonder in my mind uh, that when we think about the birth of the Lord, uh, that it was so wonderful, so magnificent, so special that it was announced of angels. Amen. Amen. After 400 something years of silence from heaven the angels couldn't hold back no more. And the first word that escaped, glory. Ain't no wonder that folks think about the birth and they want to say glory to God in the highest. It was announced by angels. It was wondered at by men. Hey, it was witnessed by the stars. The creation amen itself knew what was taking place. It was when God was going to wrap himself in flesh and clothe himself in flesh. Nothing has ever affected humankind or mankind like the birth of Jesus. Hey, it split time in half when Jesus was born. Hey, thank God when he was born, that's when eternity began to intersect with time. Hey, thank God Christ is the dominating, the most outstanding character of the series of messages that we preach uh, because he is Christ and there would be no Christmas if there was no Christ. Amen. Amen. You can't X him out because the X in the Greek language is just a, a symbol for God. You can't remove him. You can't do without him. The world didn't have room for him then and the world don't have room for him now. Hey, but I'm glad on the cross at Calvary he made room for every sinner that would repent and call on him to be saved the world didn't have room but he sure has room amen and the gospel of John it may seem like an odd place to preach on the Sunday before Christmas but in the gospel of John we find out more particular the truth that Jesus is in reality the forever one amen and John chapter 1 in the Gospel of John, he presents Christ in several different ways. And John, we find out, I've read it in your hearing, hey, thank God he is the light for mankind. He's the light that reveals. We find out he's the life. I'm glad he is the life for mankind. I'm glad he's the light. He's the lamb. 
remember John said in John chapter number one, behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. I mean God is showing us in the gospel of John that he is the forever one. Amen. He is the light. He is the Lamb. He is the life. In the last verse in John 1 we find out he is the ladder. Amen. He's the king of Israel. And John chapter 1 and verse 30 verse 35 and verse 36 you can say this about Jesus. He Word can be used for him. Wonderful. Amen. Isaiah said about it that his name shall be called Wonderful. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Oh if there's ever been a word that describes him it's surely that word wonderful. The word wonderful speaks of a different kind than others. Speaks of a distinctive kind. A peculiar kind. Above the ordinary or very unique. The word wonderful means exceptional or extraordinary. No wonder Isaiah said 700 years before he was born his name shall be called wonderful. Amen. Matthew shows us he is the sovereign, the king. Mark shows us he's the servant. Luke shows us he's the son of man. But when we get to John, he says he's more than that. He is God the son. He is the forever one. Amen. Every ray of sunlight, every speck of dirt, as it's been testified, every baby in this building, every mom and daddy, amen, every bit, every one of these pews that's made from a tree, every bit of everything that you see has this beginning and owns its start to Jesus. He's before it all and by him all things consist. Amen. Think about Jesus, the forever one. Look in verse number one. In the beginning was the word. Thank God, capital W. Colossians 1, 16 says this, for by him were all things created. That is by Jesus. Were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether it be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him. Amen. And for him. And by him all things consist. When I think about the beginning, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Hey, I'm telling you, Jesus is the forever one. We see his special existence as the forever one. He existed before everything else existed. Oh, hallelujah. And in, in Revelations in chapter uh, number one, he, he says this in verse number 18. He said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Amen. Amen. The beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. He said, I'm the beginning. Before me, there was no beginning. Amen. Hey, hey, man, which was, when I think about those words, which was, which was before what? Which was before everything. Before everything else was, he was. His durability. He, 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 you cannot extinguish him. You cannot get rid of him. If you go back to the beginning, he said, I am the first and I am the last. Amen. Thank God. Every one of us, if we were to go, that precious little baby over there looks like a baby doll you buy at Walmart. If you go back to its beginning and go to some courthouse somewhere, you'll find a birth certificate that said on this day that baby was born. Every single person in this room 
We could go back and find a birth certificate. They'll find out our address. They'll find out our mom and daddy's name. They'll find out your street location. They'll find out how long you was, maybe how much you weighed. Hey, there's a birth certificate somewhere that declares you began. But with Jesus, he don't have a birth certificate. Hey, man, there is no date because he started before there was a date. Woo! You can't measure him. You can't weigh him. Oh, glory to God. Somebody hold my mule. I'm fixing to run a lap. Uh, the Bible declares his existence before the beginning. In reality, John 1.1 predates Genesis 1.1. Hey, man, him, the beginning was the Word, and the Word was past tense with God. In the beginning was. So before the beginning was the Word. Oh, hallelujah. He existed. We know He's durable. Nothing can extinguish Him. Nothing can do away with Him. I like what Revelation twenty two thirteen says. Christ calls Himself the first and the last. Hey, the, the first uh, is used as a term to describe Himself. He's telling us this, that Nothing caused him. Hey man, there was nothing to cause him. He caused everything. Oh, hallelujah. Hey man, thank God. God merely stepped out of eternity, funneled himself down to a microscopic seed, allowed the Holy Ghost to overshadow Mary. Picture this, if you will. We think of some crazy idea. It's not really a lot to think about. If somehow or another, uh, Brother Linder, can you see my shadow right there? My shadow is overshadowing this wall. Would y'all agree with that? Because I'm standing here, my shadow is overshadowing this wall. Hey Amen. Now it's over the whole wall. Oh, I'm telling you one day, thank God, nine months before Jesus is born, the Holy Ghost walked. Hey, thank God, came down where Mary was. Hey, man, in his existence, thank God, stood over Mary. And because of the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost, hey, a microscopic Savior, I'm talking about God. Hey, man, that made it all, that holds everything in its course, that keeps the earth tilted. Hey, man, that keeps it from the right space from the sun so we don't burn up or freeze that keeps us moving in the right direction that holds all the stars in their sockets this very God hey man was placed inside the womb of a virgin girl so that you and I could be born again I don't know if that excites you it sure does me amen hey man he's durable nothing caused him he caused everything Hey man, nothing holds him together. He holds it all together. Hey man, that aluminum, that L-U-M-I-N-I-U-M, however you spell it. Hey man, under the microscopic, the strongest electromagnetics, microscopic microscope, he looked down to the very glue that holds every atom together. Hey man, and magnified, it looks like a cross. I mean, what holds everything together, keeps your atoms from flying all up. I'm saying before matter was, he was. He, he made matter. Hey, matter wouldn't even exist without him. Oh, thank God. 
Hallelujah. The maker of matter does matter in my life. Amen. I think about this word. The Bible said he pre-existed. He existed. Amen. Before there was an existence to exist. He came from nowhere when there was nowhere to come from. He came from everywhere. Y'all listen to me. I'm talking about big old God. God's more than you can explain anyway. I'm going to say it one more time. Amen. There's a lot of births that's miraculous in the Bible. Oh, well, let me put it this way. There's a lot of people that came into existence that's miraculous in the Bible. If y'all would agree with me, didn't Adam come into existence pretty miraculous? He didn't take clay and make him. He didn't take dirt and make him. He took dust. No, nobody want dust. They want to get rid of dust. And God took what nobody wants and made something out of it. I say amen. And God breathed into man, and man became a living soul. Without a mother or a father, Adam came into being. And God saw that it wasn't good for him to be alone, and so God put him to sleep, performed the first surgery as a great physician, amen. And from his side, riven, came a bride to be given, amen. And just like Jesus. When he went to Calvary and the side was riven, so this bride could be given. Amen. Amen. And from that side, here come a woman. Without, a, without another woman, here come a woman from a man's side. Oh, I'm so glad. You look at Abraham. His, his body's dead. His wife, his wife Sarah, laughs. She said, I'm, I'm past bearing. And yet God gave her. There's a lot of miraculous birth. But takes no birth like this birth. Amen. Hey, no birth ever been through a virgin a girl. No birth. He came into this world in a supernatural, amen, way. And he's doing supernatural things today. And he'll come back to finish it up. Thank God. His durability, his declaration. Notice the Bible says, word. Now this word there in verse number one, this, when you see that word, capital W there, it, it, it's the word logos. And, and so it, it speaks like this. Every, everything that's ever been said has been said by letters and words. Uh, John chose, in, in the Gospel of John, Holy Ghost chose a term uh, so that he, we could understand, uh, thank God that, hey man, that he is very existence. Uh, it's not just a spoken word, uh, but he is a living word. And before he was ever incarnated in flesh, he existed. And God by him created everything. I say words uh, reveal our mindset. Words uh, tell us everything. Jesus said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the first letter of the Greek alphabet. I'm the last letter of the Greek alphabet. When you take letters, amen, that spell out God's wonderful love, you couldn't even understand that. The Bible is the written word of God. Christ is the living in flesh word of God. You can say it like this. When Jesus said, I'm the alphabet, hey, oh, I'm Alpha and Omega, he's saying, I'm the alphabet. Hey, man, it means that you can't exhaust it. Nobody's ever exhausted the alphabet. It's a personal thing, the alphabet. I got to read the other day. It said that the alphabet, it doesn't make sense. I understand you want to read. It don't make sense to my mind. But they told me that the alphabet is the hardest thing for a human being to learn. I can't understand that. I think trigonometry is hard. I think who in the world put letters with numbers? That don't make sense. Amen. You got English and math. Let's keep them separate. Somebody say amen. That don't make no sense. I don't understand that. You don't have to have out. Well, you have to have geometry, but you ain't got to have algebra to build a house. I don't understand. I can't comprehend that, brother. That sounds hard to me, but according to this extensive study, the alphabet has no rhyme or reason. 
They come up with all these songs, all these ways to memorize the alphabet because you can't literally learn much of anything without the alphabet. It's an individual thing. I've got a lot of books in my library at home. I don't know how many for, uh, to be honest, a whole bunch. I don't know, Brother Jerry, how many, I don't know, a few thousand of books at my house and I love uh, those books and I can read those books and they mean a lot to me. I love most, all my, almost all my books are either talking about history, but 99% of them are talking about God and the Bible. I love them books and, and I've learned my alphabet and those books mean something to me, but it's an individual thing. He said, I'm the alphabet. I'm the alpha and the omega and, and the alphabet's an individual thing. In other words, if I know all there is to know about the alphabet, my wife knows all there is to know about the alphabet, that's not going to help my kids. All those books could say all about the love of God. They could say everything about grace, everything there is about mercy. But if they have not individually learned the alphabet, it won't mean a thing to them. And Jesus is indispensable. You must learn about him. It's an individual thing. He's the alpha. I am the Omega. Amen. Amen. He's inexhaustible. He's indispensable. All the literature in the world wouldn't mean a thing without him. He uses those terms, I'm the Alpha and Omega, three different times. He said in the book of Revelation, the first time to show us we're going to have to understand him being the Alpha and the Omega for anything's revealed about God. He is the revelation of God. He is God in the flesh. I'm simply saying, woo, he's special. He is special. Amen. He's wonderful, Brother Jared. There ain't nobody like him. Amen. Amen. Not only is he special in his existence. Hallelujah. He's wonderful. He's, he's special in his relationship as the forever one. Look what the Bible said in John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was, notice this word right here, with God. You'll find out that word, the same, it'll go on to say it again, the same was in the beginning, with God. I'd, I've passed over that word a lot, not thinking much about it. But the word with, as it is in our context, means in company with. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, <laughs> on one time he prayed, and he said this, Now, Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world began. He spoke on, about the glory that he had and shared with the, with the Father before the world was. He went on to say, he said, hey, he talked about praying for those that were with him or had been given to him. Oh, I'm simply saying today, I'm glad he's a savior. Hey man, he's a savior that's not just for me, but he's a savior that's with me. Hey man, they always, Brother John Morgan uh, gave me a Bible one time and, and uh, signed in the front of it, uh, birds of a feather flock together. You're my kind, John Morgan. And I thought, and I said, man, that's a blessing. I looked for that Bible. I was going to show it to you today. And I, I done got so excited with it. I guess I've ripped that page out of it somehow. I don't know. But I, Brother Jared, I, I thought to myself, man, I, people are known by who they associate with. Now, 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 now y'all can look at me and say, preacher, that ain't so. Listen, my granddaddy told me a long time ago, if, if you don't want fleas, quit laying around with the dolls. Somebody say amen. Amen, preacher, amen. Do y'all know one time I got convicted and put in jail 
Yes, if y'all didn't know that, I've been in a bunch of them. Don't worry about it, I've been saved. That's an old man, amen. But that particular one was in Tryon, North Carolina. You know why I got put in jail? It wasn't because I was doing something wrong. It was because I was with somebody that did something wrong. Do you know I got the same charges? I got the same high dollar insurance. here's, Here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Hey, you are known by the company you keep. Might as well say amen. Principal people want to hang around principal people. The, hey, hey, kind of, let me ask y'all this. If you don't believe that, then I wonder if you'd let your kids hang out with a bunch of dope dealers. No, you wouldn't let them hang out with a bunch of dope dealers because you don't want what they do to affect your children. You might as well say amen. Amen. Hey, man, I love this, this wonderful Savior. Hey, there's a relationship. He's, he's with the Father, but he came to be with us. Hey, the Bible said, Emmanuel, God with us. I don't know why he would stoop so low to want to hang around me. Well, I sure am glad he does. He had this testimony that he ate with sinners. I'm so glad he did. I remember when that woman come in with that, that alabaster box and wanted to worship when nobody else wanted to worship. I preached on it Wednesday night. Let your hair down. Amen. Hey, some folks, and I'm telling you, I preached on it Wednesday. Some of y'all was here, and you still ain't let your hair down. Some of you have. I appreciate it. Some of you ain't let your hair down. And you ought to just go in and let your hair down and worship the Lord. Everybody say Amen. Now, old man, she come in with that alabaster box and that old highfalutin crowd said hey, if he knew what kind of woman she was, he, she, he wouldn't let her touch him. I guarantee you, oh, I'm glad. Uh, hey, you remember when that crowd uh, went over there and looked through the peephole and was acting like a bunch of perverts anyway because they caught that woman in the act. Y'all remember that? How you catch somebody in the act if you ain't looking? Somebody say amen. amen. It's preaching time on Sunday yeah, morning. Amen. That's exactly right. Amen. And found them. And where's their buddy at? Why ain't he brought out there? Hey, man, but they just brought that woman, throwed them down at Jesus. I'm going to tell you, Jesus has always advocated for women. I just want to go ahead and say that. Hey, man, preach on, preacher. Hey, man. And she got thrown down in front of the Lord, and they said, boy, we caught her in the hand. And the law said, Stoner, what you say? Trying to catch him in his words. I think he just stooped down and started writing in the sand. <laughs> I told church the other day, I said, glory to God, he started writing in the sand, because not in concrete, because in concrete he'd been there for generations to see. But he wrote in sand, because all you've ever done can be wiped away. Amen. <laughs> Woo! Ain't you glad one day God took your, took your sin like an extra sketch and wiped the slate clean and gave you a brand new start? I'm telling you, wrote it down in the sand. I think he wrote all their sin. He started writing when they did it and the day they did it and who they was messing around with. Hey, man, that crowd went away and there was one that could have thrown the stone, but he didn't throw the stone. He forgave her. I'm simply saying, you're known by the company you keep. And he always helps people to keep the company with the Lord. Say amen. Amen. He hangs it. Principal people, loving people, hang around loving people. Y'all know I'm right. Uh, if, you ever, if you ever are nice and, and positive and, and have this loving attitude, you don't want to be around smart-headed people. Man, I'm telling you, I can't hardly stand to be around negative people. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Hey, man, I like it when I look down at my phone and I see them, them folks calling that puts a smile on your face. Somebody, y'all know what I'm talking about. I get to think about going to church on Sunday morning. I get a smile on my face. 
Hey, man, everybody in here's got messes and made mistakes. But ain't you glad we got a master? Thank God that loves hanging around us. And he, he helps our reputation. Hey, man, I used to, I used to tell, I used to tell Ren, I said, boy, Mara helps your reputation, son. Hey, man, just, but I love, I'd tell Mara the same thing, just wouldn't tell him. Hey, man, I didn't want his head to get any bigger. Amen, that it already was. And so I'd, I'd tell, tell Mark the same thing. Boy, it's, it's a blessing. Thank God. But ain't you glad that Jesus sure does help our reputation? Amen. Woo! I'm talking about somebody that takes you up a few notches. Oh, hallelujah. This word with you means hangs around with you. I'm glad he was with God. But I'm glad he was manifested. Thank God to take away our sin. And in him is no sin at all. He came down to go to Calvary to pay a debt that we owed that we couldn't pay. I say bless his holy name. Oh, hallelujah. Critics love hanging around criticizing. Y'all remember I preached on them taters one time. You know, we Christians is like taters. You know, instigators. <laughs> Agitators. <laughs> spectators. Got a lot of them. But I think God wants sweet taters. Somebody say amen. I believe God wants sweet taters. Amen. Thank God. Amen. I'm, whose pal are you? What crowd are you hanging around? Oh, man, I want to hang around where Jesus is. Not only a special relationship, I'm glad he came. That he might save us and redeem him unto himself. Not just redeem us, Brother Linder, but redeem us unto himself. Hey, hey, hey. He took us out of darkness and brought us into the fellowship of his dear son. When we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I say amen. Not only his special relationship, but think about this. He's wonderful. He's special. He's forever. Amen. He's special in his identity as the forever one. Look at John 1, 1 again. He says this, and the word was God. Now I got I to spend just a minute here. Y'all stay with me. Jehovah's false witnesses. <laughs> Everybody all right with that? Jehovah's false witnesses. Jehovah false witnesses. In other words, they ain't, I tell you what they are, Russellites. Somebody say amen. They're following the teaching of a man named Russell. So Jehovah false witnesses and their new world translation, they render this, and the word was a God. That's why you got to make sure you got your King James Bible. Say amen. You don't need a false interpretation of a basic biblical truth. He was not a God. We don't believe in a polytheism. We don't believe in multiple gods. Amen. Amen. He's the one true God. Amen. Jesus, hallelujah, is divine. He's holy. He's wonderful. Thank God. He is a God. He is God. As predicted by the prophets. Isaiah 9 and 6. Amen. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. What does it say? Mighty God. He is the mighty God. He's God interpreted by the epistles. He's God experienced by the Christians. I just wonder today, have you ever been under conviction? Have you been showed your sin? Have you seen him as God in the flesh? Have you ever seen, seen him more than just a babe in a manger? More than just a, a, a Christ cross, but even more, the resurrected Savior who's alive forevermore. Man, I'm telling you, Brother, Brother Tony, we look on products, don't matter what it is. Look on this watch here. It'll probably say made in Japan. 
Look on some of the sound systems. It might say made in China. Look at some things. Every once in a while, it'll say made in the USA. But you could, lay, you could look at the tree and see made by Jesus Christ out of this world. You could look at every plant, look at every flower. You could stroll up and down every hiking trip you go on. You could ride down. God gives us the little things as been testified. All the little things that we take for granted. I thought about little things, brother. God reminds us of Calvary. I think about them linemen that climb them poles on them pyre poles. Every day they're climbing across. Every day they're climbing across. We can't even go down the highway without realizing that what hooks the pyre to our house is the cross. <laughs> Woo! Hey, man, we, we have to go to the tram. We have to go to that transformer and realize it will blow its top. Hey, man, if it ain't got some oil in it. Heck, hey, you can be, you can be a transformer on the outside, but have you got any oil on the inside? Hey, God gives, I mean, you can ride down the road, cross, 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 cross. Hey, trying to show us, hey, man, you say, preach them a little. The little things that God does for us that reminds us everywhere we look. You look at every tree, look at every flower, look at every blade of grass, made by Jesus, made by Jesus, made by Jesus. And that same God that made it all, hey, man, became flesh so he could die for all. He don't want none to go to hell. He's won't all to repent. He wants you to be saved. It don't matter how good you are. You need Jesus just like anybody else does. Are y'all with me today? Man, I'm telling you what. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody can compare themselves to Jesus. His special love. John 1.14 says, and the word was made flesh. Why did he take on humanity? Because he loved us. What held him on the cross? His love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I got to thinking one day about that story I read. Probably said it before. I got to thinking, Brother Jerry, and, and I hope none of this messes with your stomach, but this is illustration. You're going to have to deal with it. I got to thinking about that uh, dead animal I found on the trail one day. And I saw that dead animal on the trail one day. And there was some activity, some worms on that dead animal. And, 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 one, and then I read this in F.W. Boyle, I believe is the one that wrote it. And, and this is what he said. He said, for us to get the idea of what it was for God to become flesh, live 33 and a half years sinless in a sinful world of sorrow and woe, we've got to comprehend my illustration I'm going to give. He said it would be like you wanting to save those ungodly worms. He said all they've ever known is disgust. All they've ever known is depravity. All they've ever known, all they've, all they've ever known. If something don't happen, they're going to stay like that. And they, their kids is going to be like that. And their kids is going to be like that. But he said if you wanted to save them, you'd have to, you couldn't just do it. You'd have to become a worm. Amen. And, oh, God, Elmer's. 
Are y'all listening to this preacher? You'd have to become a worm. Jesus said in Psalms 22, he talked about being that worm. Oh, he talked about being that worm. Me and Brother Keith talked about it all day. He went and preached it up in Yule and I preached it here. Man, I'm telling you, that worm that worm he spoke of is that toe worm. Amen, that toe worm, Brother Linder, it's an amazing worm. Hey man, that, that toe worm lives his whole life to climb a tree. <laughs> Woo! Hey man, that toe worm lives his whole life to climb a tree. And when he climbs that tree, he fixes his, he fixes himself to the tree. He attaches himself to the tree. Hey man, he starts giving birth to babies. But the only way they can survive is he has to give his life for it. And this red fluid flows from the worm. And he coats them little red things and because he gave his life them little baby woo, amen hallelujah amen they're surviving they're living because of its life's blood that's being shed oh glory be to God I say hallelujah and brother they said this they said that that, that crystallization that stuff becomes white and it gathers up and he said that stuff that gathers up the actual stuff that gathers up, it becomes it carries a sheen to it. It's almost got a glow to it. It looks like glory. <laughs> and said they, they cover the tabernacle furniture. It, it furnishes. It protects. <laughs> oh God. It shelters. Amen. But they said every once in a while, one of them toe worms, what they'll do is they no longer are a creature of the earth. They'll go into a cocoon. Amen. And bust out of it and become a creature fit for the air. I'm simply saying, hey, the Son of God became a worm so us worms could become the sons of God. Amen. Woo, amen. I'm telling you, he's special in the fact that he loves you. Amen. He's special. Amen in what he offers you. He said, preacher, what do you mean? Look at verse 11 and 12. Here's what it says. Came in his own, his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe. He offers life, verse 4. He offers light, verse number 5. He offers a chance for you to be a son. Amen. In verse number 11, 12, and 13. He's offering the opportunity. I'm saying this. When I say the word offer, I mean it's going to take him coming in your direction. If the king offers you an opportunity, then you ought to come live in his house and become one of his children. Amen. He offers it so you can accept it. Amen. Thank God. You don't know how simple it is to be saved, young people. Jesus is, uh, went to Calvary, paid your sin debt, was buried, rose the third day, and now he's standing out with his hands and all, he's offering salvation and just as simple, grab it from me, line, as he just took that from me. That's how simple it is for you to get saved. Uh, he's offering it. All you got to come do is repent and receive what he's offered you. And no man can come except the Father draw him. But when God draws you, he's holding out the opportunity for you to have life, for you to have light, for you to experience love, amen, for you to live forever in glory. I'm going to say that's a pretty good offer. Yeah. Ain't nobody can make that offer. Amen, that's a special offer of a forever one. Here's the sad thing. If I had a sweepstakes up here and you had the opportunity to win it, 
Everybody in here would fill out your name. You'd fill out your name for the opportunity just to win. Uh, I've seen it. I've been over there when they won. Whoa, acted crazy. Acted like I act because I'm glad I'm saved. And they was, whoa, whoa. And they said, what's going on with you? I just won $500. They didn't tell them. They probably spent 1500 to win five. Right. <laughs> preach on, preacher. All I know is education lottery. It don't matter how you can. It's gambling. Somebody say amen. amen. And they went over there, and, and I mean, after Christ, put their name up on, on the winner. Amen. Put their name on it. Gave them $500. I mean, they had a time. If you had a chance to win the sweepstakes and it, it come in your mailbox, you'd fill out the information, even though your chances are slim, even though the opportunity may never be yours. You're just getting an opportunity to fill them out. But Jesus is offering you eternal life. He's giving you the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, glory to God, every, every car ever got for Christmas, I reckon it's wore out, rusted, or left in the woods somewhere. But thank God I've got a gift today. I got saved. It's a gift that kids don't give it. It ain't never got old. It ain't never got rusted. The moths don't eat it. Hey, man, rust can't taint it. I'm glad it's mine forevermore. I've been saved by the grace of God because Jesus, the forever one, laid his life down so I could do it. He, he made the bridge. Amen. Main reason. Jesus is so special. He offers us sonship. The main reason he's so special. The main reason I think he's so wonderful. The forever one. We're not dealing with a has-been. We're not dealing with a God that used to save. We're dealing with a God that can still save our youngins, our grandbabies. We're dealing with a God that still gives us hope for our family and loved ones and friends that's lost. Can I tell you this? I'm glad Jesus saved me. I'm glad Revelations 1, 18 is in the Bible. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. Have keys of hell and death. Jesus is a forever. Jesus liked it so much, he amen himself. He said, let me say it again. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Paused a minute and said amen. My Miss Victoria comes. Here's what I want to ask you. If you're sitting in the sound of my voice or out there in the parking lot, wherever you might be, in the neighborhood, tuned into 88.5. If you're listening to me right now, Jesus was born so you could get born again. I know it seems like these times I preach on Christmas, I always lead back to Calvary, but there ain't nowhere else to lead to. There ain't no greater story than to tell you that Christmas exists. And we, hey, we zoom in on the fact that he is born because that is what all human humanity and mankind needs is a second birth. And it would be impossible if he hadn't come in this world to be born as a babe. He invaded this world. Oh, he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to be together with you. He wants to spend forever with you. Oh, man, I'm telling you, he is the lamb. He's the light. He's the life. He's the ladder. He's the only ladder long enough to reach from earth to heaven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I thought about it when I preached the message one time on a way in the manger. <laughs> oh, man, Jesus said, I am the way. He is the way. Somebody say amen. For the distressed sinner. He is the way for the depressed saint. Oh, yes. He is the way. Now, listen to this preacher. For the deserted, you may feel like everybody else has forgotten you and 
give you over. There's somebody that loved you enough to come where you're at and save you. Become like you so you can be saved. Wrath has to fall. God's justice has to be answered. We broke the law. God does not. He does not pardon like men think pardon. He don't say, because I have mercy, I pardon you, even though I know you're guilty. That ain't how he does it. God says, holiness demands judgment. And I'm going to go to Calvary, take everything you deserve, put it on myself, so you can have eternal life. If you reject that and go to hell, then you ought to go. We all ought to go. But by the grace of God, we don't have to go. My boy Austin, second boy Jacob, they're not here, so I'm going to tell you all this. One time, I'd, I believe in wearing out, not time out. Somebody say amen. That's Bible. Before I forget. Austin had a big heart. I mean, he carried Jacob when he was born. And I remember Jacob had broke something. Man, I don't remember. Broke something. And he was told not to mess with it to begin with. I glued it back to save him from having to get a whooping. And he rascal broke it again. So I went over there. I said, son, go in the bedroom. I'm about to give you a whooping. I went in there, Brother Tony, and Austin was laying over top of Jacob. He said, Daddy, don't whoop him. Let me take his whooping. Well, I did. I, I whipped him, and I just did like this. I said, sons, that's what Jesus did for you. Y'all listen to this preacher. I remember reading a missionary story. So a white man went to this village in Africa trying to figure out how he's going to express to them. Somebody had already taught him English. He could, they could understand bits and pieces. But they still had tribal law. Somebody had been stealing from the king's storehouse. And the king made a declaration. White man sitting there watching it trying to develop a relationship. He said, whoever's caught's going to get 40 lashes in the center square. Turns out it was his mama. It was his own mama. Now he's got a quandary. He's got a law, but he's got love. And he, he loves his mama She's just feeding poor people. Trying to figure out what he's going to do. Next day came. His mama was laid over that scourging pole. Feet and hands tied. Right when the man was fixing a whoop. That old, that old chief laid over top his mama. And said go ahead and give me the lashes for my mama. The law has to be carried out. But I love for her. Won't let her take it. I'm going to take it for her. Are y'all listening to this preacher? 
I'm telling you, that's what Jesus did for us. He came with the determination to die. Most folks crave to live. He was looking to die. He didn't want to get out of it in the Garden of Gethsemane. Don't listen to that lie. He's trying, he didn't want to die there. He wanted to go to Calvary. He wanted to take the curse. I'll tell you one more and I'm going to let you go. Somebody might be here lost and need to hear this. In the Confederate Army, God went to sleep on post. It's in Christ in the camp book, I believe, written by Confederate Chaplain Jones. He said he went to sleep on post. Sad to say, that meant death. Firing squad. That man was scared to death. That day when they were fixing to shoot him, his best friend was an older man. He's 50, 60 years old. He's an older man. That young boy that's going to die fell asleep. He's wore out. He'd been keeping watch. He wore out. That older man said, I know somebody's got to die. I know that's the law. I want to take his place. That boy's got a wife and kids. And mine's already dead. I've lived my life. I will put me down in the record books. Has taken his place and him going free. And they did it. They shot and killed that man. They let that man be discharged. He went back to the house. His wife went running and said, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you spared. I'm so glad. He said, honey, let me tell you, I wouldn't be here if somebody hadn't took my place. He said, youngins, you looking at it, daddy, I wouldn't be here if somebody hadn't taken my, hey, church, can I say, whoa, we wouldn't be here if Jesus hadn't took our place. Hey, kids, we wouldn't be here if Jesus hadn't took our place. Let's all stand heads bowed and eyes closed.